Right, so the name of this uh, particular lesson today is The Pursuit of Slaves. We know that this um, lesson is talking about uh, the Israelites being free from um, being in bondage to the Egyptians and being in bondage to Pharaoh himself. Um, in previous chapters, we have been able to see God's hand through, um, see God's hand that works through him doing the different plagues. Uh, we've seen him deal with Pharaoh and Pharaoh's heart. And in this chapter, we're going to see like the they're finally being released. They're finally receiving freedom. And we'll just go verse by verse and just try to break this down as um, um, as best as possible and as simple as possible. Verses 17 and 18 um, is where we'll start first. And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God let them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war. Say see war. See war. And they went to Egypt, but God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. Um, for our first point um, for today, I put God knows his people. Um, in this uh, verse of 18, it said that if they would have took taken the easy route, they would have noticed that the Philistines um, were out there <laughs> and in in war. And if they would have seen it, they'd have been like, no way. I got to go back to Egypt. There's no way I'm going to go through here through the Philistines. And it made me think about um, my brother and I, we used to have to walk from our parents' house all the way to school. And that walk could, I want to say it was like anywhere from five to maybe uh, eight, five to maybe eight miles of walking. And once you get close by the school, maybe, maybe a mile away or two miles away, there was this neighborhood that you can walk down and you go straight down the middle of the neighborhood and it would cut your time in half. But one day, as we were leaving school, we walking straight down the neighborhood, cutting through the middle, and people come out. It was like, where y'all from? And, you know, I told y'all this before. We told them the neighborhood we was from, and they was like, hey, we don't need no more thugs over here. First of all, we're not thugs. We ain't trying to be thugs. <laughs> we just trying to cut through to cut our time, right? And so these guys tell us, look, if you come back here again, it's going to be some problems. Now, do you think we was ready for war? <laughs> we weren't ready for war. I told my brother, I whispered to him, I said, man, I'm about to kick this dude off this bike and we're going to take our running. My brother nudges me and said, you better not do it. <laughs> said, you better not do it. <laughs> so from then on out, we had to walk around and not through, right? We got to walk around, right? Around and not through until one day I was late. And I had to go to my game. And I was like, man, I got to go through this neighborhood. I picked up a chain and I was like, hey, it's going to be me or them. So I'm going to beat them to death or they're going to beat me to death. Either way it go, I'm going to do it. But I had a friend who eventually came out. He started laughing at me. He said, where you going? You going through there? I was like, yeah. He said, I live there. Come on, I'm going to walk with you. So I was able to walk through the neighborhood. But God here in verses 17 and 18 knows that if they see war, they going, man, they going, their hearts going to jump, right? And we knew that we walked through this neighborhood. Our hearts was like, 
pounding out of our chest. I saw people get beat up. You got to see a guy get beat up in the bushes. And all I remember is he got beat up in the bushes and I ain't seen him no more. I don't know what happened to him after that. I'm very honest about that. But in 17 and 18, God says, no, they're not going to go the easy route. Because in the going through, straight through, they're going to see war. And when they see war, they're going to be like, man, let's turn around. So the great thing about this verse 17 and 18 of chapter 13 in Exodus is that God knows his people. And when the test and the challenge comes, remember, he said he will not put more on you than you can bear. Than you can bear right. And so here we see this verse. Um, um, it, it screams that that God is not putting more on them than they can bear because he knows that if they see war, they're going to be like, man, forget this. I'm going back into slavery. Think about that mindset. Forget this. I'm going back into slavery because it's better. <laughs> I don't want freedom. I'm going back into slavery. Moving on to verse 19. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones away hence with you. Not only does God know his people, he knows us. He knows us through and through. He knows everything about us. He says like he numbers the hairs on our head and we get our hair cut. No, if you like me, your hair falling out is about to fall all the way out. He knows the hair right on my head. Right. But secondly, everyone who believes will leave. Um, that's the simplest way I can put that. Even Joseph's bones. Look at it. Read his bones. What? was carried out his bones i was reading this um this uh particular article um no i was reading a book and i saw how um how some people uh died in war some people died of certain things and these these uh these historians and these scientists came and they looked at the the bones <laughs> other people and they was able to tell whether it was a, a male or a female and you can see that a man died and he had a sword in his hand right but joseph dies right with god's word in his heart he dies saying look y'all gonna get y'all gonna leave and we're gonna go to the promised land when you leave take my bones with you now think about it the egyptians bones are still in egypt those who don't believe are still in Egypt. Those who believe are leaving. And that's the same with us. All who believe will leave. If we place our trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we believe that he died for our sins. We know that we are sinners and we trust that he is the only one who is righteous and the only one who can declare us righteous before God. Then we will be with him in heaven. And Jesus says it boldly like this. He said, he who the father has given me, right, has put in my hand, no one will pluck them out. Like God has that much of a grip. And it's so much of a grip that even when Joseph is dead and gone, his flesh is, is removed from his body. His organs have, have disintegrated, deteriorated, and even the, the little skin that normally hangs on to the body is gone. That his bones are still there to be carried out and taken to the promised land. <clears throat> Moving on to verses 20 and following. And they took their journey from Succoth and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way. 
and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Not only does God know his people and everyone who believes leaves, the Lord is going to be the one that guides us. The Lord guides us. Think about it every day. There's just some, some decisions that we make or we're about to make and we have to choose um, whether we're going to do good or whether we're going to do evil. And God's word pops up in our mind. Think about that. Pops up. You want to cheat on the test? Think about that. Raise your hand if you thought about cheating on the test. Thank you. Raise my hand too. I don't have to lie. Now, thought about cheating. The second you thought about cheating, what else did you think about? If you're a Christian, what else you thought about? God is not pleased with me cheating on the test. Think about that. They're being led by a cloud during the day and fire by night, which is God's light, which is his light in us, his light shining through us, and his light leading us. And no matter what we do, we have these two thoughts, one to do good, the other to do evil. But our choice should always be to do good. Right. And whenever we choose to do good, God's light is the guide for us. Think about that. How are they going to know where they're supposed to go? No word. No well. We were traveling to California last week. <laughs> and the GPS started saying some little crazy stuff. My daddy took out this uh, big old map, Atlas book. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Here we go again with this map. But guess what? He put his finger exactly what on freeway we were on. He did a little twirl with his finger. And he said, this is where we're going to be heading. God, <laughs> when our GPS and our mind want to turn off, God's light turns on and it points us right exactly where we need to go. Right. And then they would not know where they need to go if it wasn't for the cloud by day and the fire by night. God will guide us. Think about that. So when y'all start making those decisions and you see that you made a decision that affected you so bad. Think about it. it affected you so bad. And you like, if I would have just listened to God, if I would have just followed the cloud by day and the fire of light by night, if I would have just made better decisions. So the Lord will guide us. Moving on to chapter 14, um, verse starting with verse one of Exodus. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before Fahathira between Migdal and the sea over against Baal Zephon before it shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness has shut them, shut them in. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall not follow after them. And I will be honored unto, upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. So God tells them, hey, this is where you're going. This is where we're going to stop. And guess what? Pharaoh looks over. Let's First of all, let's talk about Pharaoh. God have mercy. All these plagues 
then hit you. My mother and I was talking about this yesterday. We were talking about how all those plagues came and just how Pharaoh's heart continued to be hardened. You ever seen somebody get in a fight and they get beat up real bad? Then they get up, eyes swollen, nose bleeding, teeth cracked, and they ball their fists up and be like, How you doing yet? And you like, God, it's like, bro, like, only thing left is death. Like, what else you want? This boy done beat you to smithereens, right? And you get up and you just want some more. Pharaoh is like that. Plagues happening, boils. <laughs> Remember, Pharaoh got boils all over his body. He couldn't even get up. He was hurting so bad. The magicians couldn't even get up. They was hurting so bad. Hurting so bad. Then the cattle, it just killed. And you got frogs. Come on now. We love frog legs. But we don't want frogs jumping and climbing and coming all up in our things, right? Come on. But Pharaoh goes, and now his heart is hard, and he sees them leaving. And then as he sees them leaving, he looks over and he says, we got him. We got him. Think about that. We got him. We got him. And that goes with us. There's this point in our lives, lives where we are arrogant. And the older you get, the more you're going to realize how in control God is. When you're young, you're lifting 500 pounds. You're just like, oh, I dominate anybody. You get older. You're lifting 100 pounds. You're like, oh, remember when I used to lift 500 pounds? And the young guy looking at you like, trash, right? And then they get older, and they start saying some of the same things. I remember I used to talk to my cousin. He's like, man, yeah, I used to jump real high and dunk. I'd be like, Psh. and I'm windmilling. I'm like, nobody trying to listen to that. I'm going to dunk on you anyway. And now I, I get older, and then the young kid dunk on me. I'm like, God, have mercy, boy. I, if I could just go back to them times where I could just get the springs. It'd take 30 minutes just to warm up now. These kids come in jumping out of the gym, right? And we get weaker and weaker as we get older and older. And God stays exactly how he is, in control. I mean, you all you got to do is ride with old people and go on a long trip with them. You're going to see they're taking medicine. You're going to see they put their glasses on 10,000 times because they can't see letters from far away. They do their glasses and they tilt it down and they look and they just say, what does that say? I can't eat this. Not around this time. And we become weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. And God remains the same. And now Pharaoh has been beat up. He has almost been annihilated. His son has died. And yet, he still want to fight. Doesn't that look like the world today? They still want to fight. No matter what happens. You got earthquakes. You got tsunamis. You got floods. Your kids drowning. And you still want to fight God. At some point, you got to surrender. But Pharaoh does not surrender. <laughs> Moving into verse 5 and on to verse 9 of chapter 14. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled. And the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this? That we have let Israel go from serving us. 
They forgot why they let them go. They forgot why they let them go. Now let's just let's just be honest. Sometimes we forget some things. Um, I have older cousins <laughs> who when we play basketball. Oh yeah, man. Why did I stop playing against them? And you get hit with that one elbow that keep you from breathing for a little while, and you be like, "That's why. That's why I stopped." Man, good night. That's why I stopped playing against him. Man, it's hurt so bad right now. Oh, I wish I didn't come over here. God, have mercy. And I can't even beat him up. He's six eight, three hundred pounds. Oh, <laughs> they forgot all the plagues that happened. They forgot all the trials. And their sons died. Think about that. The firstborn of every one of their children died. And then they said, why have we let Israel go from serving us? Think about that. The worst thing that has happened is that they forgot. (laughs) They forgot. Do we forget? Do we forget? You ever got a whooping? (laughs) Think about it. It used to take me about two weeks to act up again before, you you know, I get in trouble. You know, my daddy gave me a good whooping. And it's like, you remember that whooping for two weeks. Then your mind go back to stupid again. <laughs> it's just like, oh, about to do something stupid. Then you get a whooping again. You're like, good. This thing hurt. Boy, extension cord wrapped around your legs and just. You forgot, right? And this is what they're doing. And, it's, and I always like it to make sure that you guys understand that, look, this is God's grace in our life lives. This is God's mercy in our lives that he allows for us to see that, hey, you keep running up, barking up that tree, the tree going to fall on you and you're going to die. Think about it. God is someone we continue to disobey, continue not to um, not to receive his mercy, not to receive his grace, not to receive his kindness, not to receive his love. And yet and still. We forget that he's been so merciful, so gracious to us. And they forgot. <clears throat> Verse six. And he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. <laughs> Stuck on stupid. And he took <laughs> 600 chosen chariots. How many? 600. 600. And all the chariots of Egypt and the captain over every one of them. So now you're going to outsmart God. All right, man, I'm going to take 600 chariots and I'm going to take a captain over each one of the ones that I'm taking. Now, look, God caused the plagues to go on in, in, in um, Egypt. And Pharaoh said, hey, go walk over there and check on in the camp of the Israelites and see what's going on over there. If you can take a walk from Egypt over there and there's nothing going on in, in with the Israelites, Meaning there's no plagues taking place. There's no death taking place. And you walk back in the camp and you don't see that there's a God in control. Like you're not that far. So a flood happens, right? Uh, uh, you know, sometimes you're driving and you got a cloud of rain that's over here. And you're talking on the phone. Be like, yeah, man, it's raining hard over here. It's raining cats and dogs. Be like, nah, bro, I, I just see the sun over here. And this the guy you're trying to fight, the one who can let it rain on one side of town and let the sun be on another side? Let it rain 
on your block, on your street, and then you walk over one block and it's sun. This is the guy you trying to fight. You trying to outsmart this guy. I want y'all to think of how stupid not only Pharaoh acts, but how we act sometimes. We commit a sin and then we like, God ain't see that. Dumb self, like you wide open, like you. If ain't nobody else in the room, God in the room. If ain't nobody else outside, God outside. And that's why people go crazy because they continue to try to be God, but they cannot. <clears throat> and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a high hand but the egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots and pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them in camping by the sea besides Faharoth, before baal zephon <clears throat> for our last point i just put the lord is mighty the lord is mighty i mean this is a god who has created us where we have control over every part of our body except for our heart and our lungs. Where that, Grayson, your heart beats. But if you had to tell your heart to beat and to stop, you would die right away. <laughs> where if you just had to tell your lungs to <laughs> inhale and exhale while you were sleeping, you would die. But we can move our hands so we think we're in control. We can move our arms so we think we're in control. We can move our legs so we think we're in control. We can outthink other people so we think we're in control. <laughs> but we forget that we got something inside of us that go tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. And that when God says stop, it stops. Ain't no, ain't no recovering from that. The Lord is mighty and God is, is great. He's grand. And when we look at him and we and we know that we have a different view of life before us. So when we're cheating on the test, <laughs> we're like, man, good night, man. Why God got to be looking over my shoulder right now? Right. Well, got to take this F. Go home and study next time because God over my shoulder. Man, she look good, man. But I don't feel like dealing with God right now. Because, man, I done seen that clinic. I saw some AIDS, people with AIDS in there. I saw some people with gonorrhea and all these kinds. Man, I just don't feel like dealing with God. Not today. No, sir. You know, Beyonce said it, but I'm really about it. I'm about to put a ring on it. <laughs> God deal with us differently, boy. Because we see him as great. We see him as grand. And when we see him, we're like, man, it's just some things that God does. It'd be like, man. <clears throat> nah, they over there running that red light. I've seen some people get killed at that red light. <laughs> I'm good. I'm gonna get called a wuss. I'm gonna get called weak. You know, I let them run that red light with their na- no arms having self after they got hit. Right? <laughs> we see them as great. We see them as grand. And we know that the Lord is mighty. And to be fair to Pharaoh, let's just be fair. That this could be either one of us. If it wasn't for God's mercy, if it wasn't for his grace that has been 
placed upon us, that we deserve every bit of that. That no matter what happens, no matter what we think about it, that there is a little bit of pity when we look at those who don't believe in God. There's just some some hurt in our heart when we see them continue to go down the same path, continue to do the exact same thing. Your friend just got killed and you still out there gangbanging. Your brother just got put in jail and you still selling drugs. Your friend stole out of somebody's house and they killed him. But you're still out there stealing. And we think as Christians that we're better than those people. And we're really not. It's just that God's mercy and God's grace was upon us. As we go into further chapters, you're going to see those Israelites going to go inside. And Moses is going to go up to the mountain talking to God and they're going to make idols. <clears throat> so how are they different from Pharaoh? The difference is, is that God's hand was upon them and God's hand was against Pharaoh. That's the only difference. Let's bow in prayer. Dear God, thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercy, dear Lord, you place on us, dear God. We pray that you, we may always remember that it is because of you, dear Lord, Father, that we have not, dear Lord, received the penalty and the consequences that we deserve. And dear Lord, Father, help us, Father, to not be arrogant in our minds and in our hearts to think more of us ourselves than we ought to, but to look at you and thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. As said, you may bless the remainder of this day and this time that you may receive all the glory, all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.